Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is May 26th, 2022, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Great to be back with you today on another episode of the All Rookie Podcast. Today, I'm going over the rest of my mock draft, I guess you say part two. Uh, earlier on this week, I did picks one through 15. Today, I'll be doing 16 through 30. So let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. No real surprises, no big news uh, with our rookies, incoming rookies. So we're just going to get straight to it. I did see how Christian Braun, his mom said he will remain in the draft after having a strong combine. But, you know, other than that, I hadn't heard too much. But starting with the 16th pick today, the Atlanta Hawks, I have them selecting Oche Agbaji. He is the 6'5 shooting guard from Kansas, weighing in at 215 pounds. He averaged 19 points, 5 rebounds, 1.6 assists, 1 steal, and 0.6 blocks per game. He's 22 years old. He was a senior. He could have came out last year, but he probably would have been a second-round pick. He went back for a senior season, not only won a championship, but also improved his draft stock to where he's going to be pretty much guaranteed a top, I would say, 16 18 pick you know could go in the lottery for sure he shot 40 percent from three this year and he improved from his three-point shot every year that he was at kansas which is good he's super athletic has a quick first step great size of course he can shoot the j has a ton of alley-oop finishes he looks like a pro playing college ball out there you know he plays like the perfect shooting guard or small forward a little DeMar DeRozan-like mixed with a little Paul George-like. And that's, you know, at his peak. He's not, you know, that's what he was in college. He's not necessarily going to be that in the NBA, but he has some of those traits. You know, he can create his own shot. He can pull up off the dribble for three or go inside. He already has an NBA body. Unlike a lot of these prospects this year, you know, he has a great first step. There's really nothing he can't do. He has quick hands and he's great at creating steals. You know, um, he should be great. Um, he, he just got to land in the right spot. He's a perfect player for today's game. He did struggle in that championship game against Carolina. It was kind of like, um, where is he? But, you know, for the most part, he um, he played great this year, obviously, with 19 points per game. Not many guys in this draft average 19 points per game. You know, his only knock is he's a senior. People don't like guys that are above 20 years old I don't care about that um if it was up to me I think I have him ranked around 14 um and going to Cavaliers in my mock draft I mean in my yeah in my if it was my if it was up to me he'd be going 14 or so like that you know um but he had a great season like I said his knock is that he's a senior in his age but that's not the knock to me um, if you want to improve anything, it's just ball handling and playmaking for others. You know, he only averaged 1.6 assists. So, you know, you can improve there. But I think that would be a great selection for Atlanta. You know, they are pretty much loaded at every position. They could just use depth uh, unless they package a few guys and make a trade. So for the 17th pick now is the Houston Rockets are black, back on the clock. And I have them selecting, first I had them selecting Paolo Bancaro at pick three. So they got their small forward of the future. And now I have them selecting that possibly their point guard of the future, Ty Ty Washington. 
the 6'3 guard from Kentucky. Average 12.5 points, 3.5 rebounds, 4 assists, 1.3 steals. And he's a 20-year-old freshman. He shot 35% from three. Now, as we know, as far as I'm concerned, he did not have – he's not as great as everyone's hyping him up to be. You know, I've seen him uh, projected to be a 10th pick, 12th pick. You know, this is pretty high for me, putting him at 17 because he's a fit for the Rockets. But I think he's a little bit lower than that. But I think he will be a good fit for Houston because he has time to work into their scheme. They can figure out what they're going to do with Kevin Porter Jr., figure out which player is better. But he was the SEC, Ty Washington, this is we're talking about, was the SEC all-freshman. He was a, He's a great shooter off the screen, great mover with or without the ball, can play either guard position, can hit every shot on the court. He can get to the rack. He's crafty, has great hands, quick first step. He reminds me a little bit of D'Angelo Russell. Um, you know, he plays below the rim but still gets down in there and battles with the bigs. He has a nice floater, which you don't see that much these days. Uh, he's good, but in my opinion, like I said, he's probably going to be a backup point guard. Uh, but he makes some genius passes at times. He just plays well below the rim. If there's a weakness, I would say his size, especially if he has to play the shooting guard, um, and just getting more assists. Everyone needs to pass the ball a little bit more. But uh, we all know players from Kentucky end up blossoming in the league sometimes a lot better than they did in college. So there is some upside here. Uh, I don't know if <laughs> Calipari is just not that good of a coach and he's just a great recruiter, but a lot of Kentucky guys flourish in the NBA. So I think it'll be a good fit for Houston. For the 18th selection, I have the Chicago Bulls taking Jaden Hardy the 6'4 guard from the G League Ignite. He averaged almost 18 points per game, four and a half rebounds, 3.7 assists. And, you know, he's a 20-year-old freshman. I guess you want to say he's in the G League. Uh, he shot 33% from three, and he has a six foot nine wingspan. He's an electric guard, all-star type of player, in my opinion. Great shooter, can dribble, drive, shoot, pass. He has a total package. He's a clutch player. And he wants the ball when the game is on the line. And, I mean, if you want to bring back this old word, he has a swagger about him, you know. <laughs> but he's good enough to back it up. Uh, there's nothing he can't do. He makes it all look easy. He can break his man down off the dribble, hit mid-range shots, step backs, fadeaways, floaters, attack the rim. And he can shoot it well also. He makes some great passes. But he's definitely a score-first guard. But his shot is pure. He has a little Jamal Crawford in his game, a little Jalen Green in his game, you know, but he has defense too. He played in the G League last year with the Ignite. You know, they played against players in the NBA. You know, he stripped Jonathan Kaminga multiple times uh, when they were playing Golden State's G League team. So, you know, that's like the equivalent of a college kid locking up an NBA rookie, a good rookie at that. Um, You know, I think Jaden Hardy can truly be great. He gets a tons of steals. Uh, he gets tons of steals because his quickness and, you know, his help defense. He has good court vision and playmaking. If you want to say there's weaknesses, it's just shot, shot selection and playing under control at times with his turnovers. Um, but I love Jaden Harding. I have him ranked better than the 18th prospect. So if Chicago drafts him, it would be a great fit, great spot for him especially if Zach Levine uh, moves on to another team 
and they don't have anyone to replace him in free agency, Jaden Hardy can work his way into that role and uh, be a similar guy to Jack, Zach Levine. But it's going to take some time to get all-star level, but he's not too different of a player. You just wish he was 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, but Jaden Hardy's going to be a good player in this league. That would be a great fit for Chicago. For the 19th pick in the draft, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves selecting Patrick Baldwin. Yes, the um, much talked about, <laughs> heavily publicized, criticized Patrick Baldwin. He went to the University of Milwaukee. He's six foot nine, four, 220 pounds. He averaged 12.6 rebounds, one and a half assists, one steal, and one block with two turnovers per game. He's a 19 year old freshman. He shot 26% from three, but he has the form and the stroke to improve on that. He shot 40% from the three at the Nike EYBL, so we know his shooting can get better. And uh, he has a seven-foot-one wingspan. Now, a lot of people will talk a lot about Patrick Bowen because he went, he could have went to any school in the country pretty much, and he went to University of Milwaukee where his father coached, and they had a terrible team. He had a disappointing season. A lot of people are killing him for that and basically saying he would have been a top 10 guy, but he had a bad season. So now he's a second round guy. I don't think he should be hurt that much from it. I don't, I think he went into a bad situation, try, probably trying to appease his father and the team wasn't good. Um, and I, we know great players can check out if the team isn't good, but Patrick Bowen has all the tools and if you still look at his tape, there are still flashes of greatness in his film. Um, and, you know, if if this is him checking out or having a bad season at 12 and 6, you know, that's not that bad. It's guys that are ranked in the top 10 that had numbers similar to that. So you need to think about that. You know, you know, like, for instance, Jalen Duran averaged 12 and 8. So, I mean, think about it. Chet Holmgren averaged 14 and 10. So that's only two more points, four more rebounds. So if this is him on a bad team, bad situation, bad scenario. Imagine if things go right. It could be great. We will see. I believe in the talent. You know, his three-point shot looks great. Um, he, he looks huge out there shooting threes. He can hit the three or the step back. He can shoot the fadeaway as well. The level of competition he played is an issue because there wasn't much <laughs> competition. He looked much bigger than his peers, but he has a soft touch on his floaters. There's not too much he can't do, really. The concern is, like I said, the decision-making, going to that school with his father, but I don't really blame that on the kid. That's a lot of pressure, and it's hard to tell your dad no when you're in that type of position. Um, you know, In my opinion, he kind of reminds me of like a slower, less fluid Kyle Kuzma. And at times he plays a little too cool, too cool for school. But and he also had what all the experts say, um, not so good of a combine. So that's hurting him as well. But he did show flashes there as well. So he's definitely going to need the right team, definitely going to need the right coach to um, coach him up the way he should have been and should be. So like if he goes to a bad team, this could look bad. Uh, I haven't gone to Minnesota and Minnesota has traditionally been not the best team to go to. So for his sake, uh, I just hope he gets to the right situation. Minnesota is on a winning track right now. So if he does go there, 
there's some positives, but I just wish the best for Patrick Baldwin. He has the talent to be very successful in this league. He could be a steal. For the 20th pick in the draft, I have the San Antonio Spurs selecting, speaking of the devil, Jalen Duran. And you're like, what? Number 20? You haven't called his name yet? That's correct. Uh, let me tell you his measurables first. He's from Memphis, six foot 11, 250 pounds, 12 points, eight rebounds, two assists, almost one steal, two blocks per game. He's an 18-year-old freshman, has a seven foot five wingspan. Now, I'm not as high on him as everyone else. To me, he's similar to Isaiah Jackson, who went around this area, 20 to 24 range last year, you know, to Indiana. And I mean, it's not like he changed anybody's world, but, you know, Jalen Duran is huge for defense and blocking shots. He's pretty much all blocks and dunks. He's a rim runner. Um, you know, he's a great rebounder, but may need to work on his shot and post-up game. You could say he definitely needs to work on his shot and post-up game. He's fast for a big man, runs the court well, great defensive presence, like I said, but his weaknesses are no real post-game, not really involved on the offensive end of the court. He's not that great of a dribbler. <laughs> he doesn't have great touch. So I don't understand why he's being considered a top 10 player in this draft. You have to be able to do more than just play defense to be a top 10 player in this draft. I mean, look at Uzma Garuba last year. They said he was going to be a great defender. I said, he's not a first round pick. <laughs> and he was a first round pick, but he didn't really play at all last year. So Jalen Duran just has the benefit of a few more inches in height on him, but he's going to have to improve a lot, in my opinion, to play in today's NBA because defense is not enough to cut it. But we will see. But if him going to Memphis, that's a great landing spot. Great team, great coach. And he doesn't need to play right away. So that could be a good fit. Pick number 21, the Denver Nuggets. I have them selecting Christian Braun, the shooting guard from Kansas, six foot six, 220. Um, shooting guard averaged 14 points, six and a half rebounds, three assists, one steal, 0.8 blocks per game. He's 21-year-old junior, shot 39% from three. Now, he drives well to the basket, accelerates and explodes to the rim, surprises a lot of people with his athleticism, athleticism, (laughs) has nice control on the way to the rim, makes really tough shots in the paint. He plays the passing lanes well, plays to the crowd. You either love him or hate him. There's no reason for him to not be successful in the league, in my opinion. If you look at Tyler Hero's college highlights, they were pretty much the exact same player. And, you know, Christian Braun averaged the same amount of points and two more rebounds per game than Tyler Hero. So really good defender, can play and guard multiple positions. He sounds like a first-round pick to me. I haven't seen him mock pretty high for most people. Uh, I've had him at 21 for a while. Like, as soon as I saw his tape, I was like, wow, he is a first-round pick. But a lot of people are not really high on him. Like, And like I said, if he turns out to be anything like Tyler Hero, it's going to be a steal if he falls in the 20s or later. So the Nuggets would be getting a bright spot back-to-back with Bones Highland and Christian Braun if they go that route. And, you know, they're talking about um, Will Barton possibly departing. So that will open up more minutes for Christian Braun as well. 
Pick 22, the Memphis Grizzlies back on the clock. I have them taking Marjan Beauchamp, the six foot six guard from the G League Ignite. He averaged 15 points, seven rebounds, shot 57% from the field, and 24% from three. That's the negative. He's 21 years old, but he has great size, super athletic guard slash forward. He can take over a game, can create his own shot. He's a big-time scorer, great cutter to the rim, can hit the pull-up three, shoots great off the dribble or the spot up. He's already a pro in my opinion. He can come in and start on a lot of teams right now. He's a crafty and smart player, especially in traffic. can play in the post or the perimeter. You know, he had at least three 20-plus point games in a row. Quick first step when driving to the rim. Can finish with his left, which is important. Shoots a nice floater and a nice baby hook shot. Good defensive player, moves well, long arms, passes well when in traffic. To me, his weakness is three-point shooting. Everything else can be improved and perfected. Marjan Beauchamp is much better than the 22nd player, 22nd rated player in my opinion. So if Memphis was to get him, that would be back-to-back steals for them. Um according to the consensus, because, you know, Jalen Duran at 20, still a great pick. <laughs> um, at 19, excuse me. Oh, no, wait, where I have Jalen? Oh, I have Jalen Duran going to the Spurs. He's from Memphis, my bad. So Memphis Grizzlies gets a great pick with Marshawn Beauchamp. They have a lot of picks in this draft, so I'll get it straight. But moving on to the 23rd pick. The Philadelphia 76ers have them on the clock selecting another surprise, Michael Foster, the 6'9", power forward from the G League Ignite. A lot of people have him ranked in the 50s. Like, what? What are y'all watching? To me, he's pretty much the best power forward in this draft. He he averaged 15 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, and 2 blocks per game. He's a 19-year-old freshman, and he shot 31% from 3. 31% 31% from three as a power forward is really good. It's point guards that don't shoot that well. And like I just said, his teammate shot in the 20s. He has a seven-foot wingspan. He's a really big athletic forward, can handle the ball, shoot the outside J, or get himself to the rim. He runs the floor great. He has a great smooth uh, handle. He has great post moves, nice J. He was a five-star recruit. He's the perfect power forward, honestly. Beautiful shot and form. Can shoot the three very well. Can bring the ball up the court and just pull from three like a guard. You don't see this with a power forward, a true power forward. He's a great defender and shot blocker. He's just a really, really good player. He can lead the break. He's a great rebounder, unselfish, guarded grown men and outplayed them. Like he was playing against Greg Monroe, you know, veteran in the NBA he was out of the league came back to the G League and got some minutes in the NBA this year but he outplayed Greg Monroe big time uh, in the G League so another player doing well against pros when he should have been in college Michael Foster I mean I have him ranked much higher than this as well Philadelphia will be getting a steal I think they definitely could use a power forward on the Sixers do it, Philly. <laughs> if he's there, do it. For pick 24, I have the Milwaukee Bucks selecting Blake Wesley, the 6'5 point guard slash shooting guard from Notre Dame. He averaged 14 and a half points, 3.7 rebounds, 2.4 assists, one steal per game, 19-year-old freshman, 
shot 30% from three and have a seven foot wingspan. That's huge. You know, most people have a wingspan three or four inches away from their size, maybe two inches. He's six, five wingspan, seven foot. That's ridiculous. He is, he's a very interesting, intriguing player. He has a very interesting form on his shot, but he's a pretty good shooter. He loves to go one-on-one, sometimes a little too much, but he can get a shot anytime, loves to pull up in mid-range J. He can hit the three. Um, he takes a lot of tough contested shots. He's a little trigger happy at times, loves to shoot the three, like I said. Seems to want to get his own shot a lot, <laughs> rather than look for his teammates. And, you know, pretty much he's either shooting a three or going to the hole every time. Um, but he's a good big point guard, probably a play um shooting guard in the NBA but not sure about how good he will be he's a bit unorthodox he's kind of looks like a bigger Emmanuel quickly out there so he really intrigued me I didn't really have a spot for him in my evaluation of him but the talent's there but like I said unorthodox player and he has performed well in workouts and everything and he's turning heads so I think Milwaukee would be a good landing spot for him. If he has a weakness, it's consistency and turnovers. You know, he has a lot of turnovers, but he's still a freshman, has a lot to learn. He is someone that could definitely develop and be a lot better in a year or two. For the 25th pick in the draft, the San Antonio Spurs, I have them selecting Bryce McGowan's from Nebraska, the six foot six shooting guard. 175 pounds, average 17 points, five rebounds, 1.4 assists, 0.7 steals. He's a 19-year-old freshman. His only negative, 27% from three. Ah, want that to go up, you know, but his form is great. He, he uh, You could tell he can shoot the three and because when it goes in, it's nice, but the, the efficiency has to get a little better, but he's very skinny. You know, he can drive to the rack and get his own shot. Scores with contact and traffic. Could be a problem when he gets some weight on him. He can hit step back three, excels on drives to the lane, and it can explode to the rim or go at half speed. He has great upside. Some players are what they are, but his potential is exciting. He could be a taller DeJounte Murray. He can play in the paint, back you down, and shoot fadeaways. Soft touch off the window. He's really nice. I mean, he he's nice. <laughs> He still has a nice jumper. He just missed some shots, you know, and that happened to Jason Tatum this year uh, with the Celtics. Like it was, they did research and it was like, he's taking good shots. They're just not going in and eventually they will. And that'll even back out. So Bryce McGowan really has a nice jumper. He just missed the shots and he's a good rebounder. Weaknesses, as you know, three-point shooting, his strength and weight. Sometimes it's shot selection, and he just has to improve, improve on defense. But who doesn't? What young guard doesn't? <laughs> but Bryce McGowan's would be a steal for the Spurs, I feel, if they got him. Who also drafted DeJounte Murray a couple years ago. So it would be a perfect landing spot. For the number 26 pick, I have the Dallas Mavericks selecting Christian Coloco, a seven foot one center from Arizona, 230 pounds. He's almost 22 years old. Average 12.6 points per game, seven rebounds, 1.4 assists, one steal, and three blocks per game. Has a seven foot five wingspan, which is great, of course. He's a great size center, 
gets good post position, runs the floor well, always in classic alley-oop position as well. He has great size and great frame. He's a good passer, has a nice little baby hook shot, can shoot the mid-range jumper pretty well, has long arms for blocks, moves his feet well, great on defense, great help defender, provided a huge defensive presence in college. I don't know how well that will translate in the league, but he has all the tools to be a good center in today's league. And, you know, he shot it very well at the combine and pressed a lot. So that will only help his case to be drafted in the first round. I feel the Mavericks need a better center. If he can be great, this is the route they should take. Uh, Christian Coloco, uh, you know, picking this late, you have to pick the guy with the most potential because you're going to miss out on the guarantee centers. But Christian Coloco is moving up. So, I mean, he may not even be here at 26. But if he is, I think he'll be a good fit for the Mavs. Now, number 27, the Miami Heat are on the clock. I have them selecting a bit of a surprise, a guy you may not have heard too much about, but Jordan Hall, the 6'8 guard from St. Joseph's. So uh, I've, I've seen people have him in the 70s and 80s. Like, what? I haven't ranked much higher than 27. You're going to hear this about a lot of my guys that I'm naming. You're saying, why am I having them here if I have them ranked on my big board? much higher and that's because these teams have to go with fit for the most part like OKC has a plethora of point guards they're not going to draft a point guard even if I think he's the better prospect usually so you know this this is what happens at times but that's why you got to check my big board out you know at the all rookie podcast I mean check me out on Twitter at William is Bill but I have the Miami he's selecting Jordan Hall a 6'8 guard from St. Joseph. Now, as a sophomore, as a freshman, he averaged 10.6 points, six rebounds, six assists, and one steal. He shot 35% from three, had the vision of the point guard, has the vision of a point guard. He could create his own shot. He's a good three-point shooter. Very K Cunningham-like. Can play the one, two, the three. Can do everything. Has a nice step back, Jay, as well. He is great. That is my scouting report from last year. I felt he was a first-round pick as a freshman. He came back for his sophomore year, and he increased that three-point percentage from 35 to 36. But still, that lets you know it's not a fluke. And now he's 20 years old. Um, you know, And now he averaged 14 points, 6.7 rebounds, 6 assists, and 1 steal per game. So he increased his points from 10.6 to 14. Everything else is pretty much the same, which is great. He's a point forward, closest thing to Jason Tatum you'll ever find. He can hit the fadeaway three point shot, turnaround J, everything. Pretty perfect player. He has a good handle, can create his own shot for himself and others. Has a nice hesitation that keeps the defenders on their heels and allows him to drive or pull up. He's very crafty in the paint. He doesn't rely on athleticism to score, which will further his career. His playmaking is Cade-like, Cade Cunningham-like, has incredible vision and passing skills. Jordan Hall, I mean, he's in the same vein. Jason Tatum, Cade Cunningham, he should be drafted higher. I have him going to Miami. You know, Kyle Lowry is getting up there. Gabe Vincent's not the point guard of the future. I think he can come in. 
fit in, play the one, two, or three. Like I said, Miami's only getting older. They need a young guard in there to come freshen things up. Jordan Hall would be a great fit. It'd be a great fit for a lot of teams. I love Jordan Hall. Now, the 28th selection, I have Golden State Warriors selecting Jalen Williams. I already had one Jalen Williams going earlier in the draft. This is the second one. Then his name is spelled different, J-A-L-E-N Williams. He is a 6'6 guard from Santa Clara. He was a junior, averaged 18 points, 4.4 boards, 4 assists, 1 steal, and 0.5 blocks per game. 21-year-old junior, he shot 39% from three. He is a tremendous three-point shooter. He can create his own shot. He can score in traffic. He's a great passer, has point guard instincts with passing, would have had more assists if his teammates would have finished the easy buckets he set them up for. He can do everything A.J. Griffin can do and possibly better. His competition wasn't great. It's the only knock on him, really. But he's a crafty player, and, you know, his moves are well thought out. He's a little Sadiq Bay-like, and he's a really good player. Um, Jalen Williams, like I said, great three-point shooter. That sounds like a perfect fit for Golden State, right? Especially if Jordan Poole does not come back because he is a free agent. So, and they are—they are, probably are not going to be able to pay everyone. It's either going to be Wiggins or Poole. If Poole is gone, Jalen Williams can get plugged right in there and be united with Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga and be their stars of the future. So, and he performed great at the Combine. His stock is rising as we speak. I love Jalen Williams' game. For the 29th pick in the draft, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. Now we're back on the Memphis Grizzlies. Selecting Hugo Besson, the 6'3 point guard from France, point guard slash shooting guard from France. He averaged 14 points, four rebounds, two and a half assists, 0.5 steals, and he's a 21-year-old, shot 30% from three. Now, he's in, he has an incredible handle, very smooth and confident with the rock. He's lethal from three, even though the percentage says otherwise. <laughs> but he's a very talented guard. He will dance on you. He can put, hit the pull-up J and the floater, has great touch. Great passer. His teammates just missed a lot of shots or he would have had a lot more assists. He drives to the paint with ease and normally makes the right decision, whether to pass or take it on his own. Uh, Hugo Besson will be a perfect fit for Memphis. You know, they have John Moran. They have Tyus Jones. But Tyus Jones is a free agent. If they're not going to pay him, bring in Hugo, Hugo Besson to learn and, uh, you know, with Grind City. And I think he'll be a good fit with this Memphis Grizzlies squad. He's a really talented point guard, and I think he can play backup for him right now. Now, for my last and final selection for my 2022 mock draft from the All Rookie Podcast, from your boy at William Bill, I have the OKC Thunder, who are back on the clock for the third time, selecting Julian Strother, the 6'7 small four from Gonzaga. He averaged 12 points, 5.4 boards, one assist, 0.5 steals. He's a 20-year-old sophomore. He shot 36% from three. That's great. Has a six foot nine wingspan. That's great. Now, he is a great three-point shooter as well. He looks like a splash brother out there. He knows he's going in, too. You know, he's a very confident player. He makes very tough finishes in the paint, even with contact. He has soft touch on his floaters. 
and the shots in the paint. He can get his own shot. He can drive to the rack or pull up for the J. It's a good defender, good passer, has great court vision and awareness. And there's no reason why A.J. Griffith should be 30 picks higher than him. He is just as good. Sorry, A.J. Griffin, if I'm picking on you a lot. But this draft is deep with shooting guards and small forwards. And, you know, some of these guys are just as good. Most The last two guys I named average more points than A.J. Griffin. So, you know, I, I believe Julian Strahler, a lot of people have him ranked way later than this as well. But he's a really talented small forward. OKC could use a small forward. Um, they are, and you know, I already had them taking the center position, the power forward position, and now the small forward position. So I think if they go this route, their team will be pretty much loaded with young talent. And there's talk that SGA may be out the door. Who knows? But this team will be ready to rebuild if they go this route um, with Chet, Tari Eason, and Julian Strawler. Love Julian Strawler. Love Jalen Williams. Love Jordan Hall. I love a lot of these guys from the 16 to 20 range. So think about this if you're in a dynasty league and you're drafting rookies and you're don't, you don't have a top 10 pick. Normally, you're when you don't have a top 10 pick, you're like, ah, is this pick even worth it? It's a lot of talented guys in this draft. And this draft was, you know, talked about as being a weak draft. Like from years, 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 they've been saying, Look out for that 2022 draft. That's going to be a weak draft. No one's going to want to pick from there. This draft is deeper and better than a lot of people would think. Now, if you just tuned in, if you missed something, let me go over my second half of my mock draft from the All Rookie Podcast. Went through went through picks 16 through 30, and I had the Atlanta Hawks selecting at 16. Oche Agbaji from Kansas. Had the Rockets selecting Ty Ty Washington from Kentucky at 17. At 18, the Bulls selecting Jaden Hardy. 19, the Minnesota Timberwolves selecting Patrick Baldwin. 20, the Spurs selecting Jalen Duran. 21, the Nuggets selecting Christian Braun. 22, the Grizz, the Grizzlies selecting Marjan Bochamp. 23, the Sixers selecting Michael Foster. 24, the Bucks selecting Blake Wesley. 25, the Spurs selecting Bryce McGowans. 26, the Mavs selecting Christian Coloco. That's going to be a fun name to call, <laughs> Christian Coloco. The Miami Heat at 27, selecting Jordan Hall. The Golden State Warriors at 28, selecting Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. The Memphis Grizzlies at 29, selecting Hugo Besson from France. And the OKC Thunder, selecting Julian Strother from Gonzaga at 30. And there's still a lot of guys, very talented, left on the board that will end up going in the second round. It's ridiculous. Like, I'll give a couple of shout-outs. You know, Tequavian Smith is moving up the boards. Julian Champagne, I love his game. People love Nikolai Jovic. Um, I haven't selected Jeremy Sohan yet. Not high on him, but I'm high on Iverson Molinar. I'm high on J.D. Davison. So Josh Minot could have a great 
NBA season. I love Johnny Juzang. I love Caleb Houston. I love Ryan Rollins. I love Justin Lewis. It's a lot. The list goes on and on. Andrew Nimhart is moving up the boards. Gabriel Posita could possibly do some things. Haven't mentioned Walker Kessler. Don't love his game, but hey, he could be good. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of guys in this draft. And I cannot wait to see what happens when it goes down. If you like my mock draft, if you disagree, whatever, let me know. I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback. I write back. You know, I'm not Hollywood yet. (laughs) But thank you all so much for listening to the All Rookie Podcast. I truly appreciate it. Like, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend to tell a friend about the All Rookie Podcast. And until next time, I'm out of here. Peace.